Welcome to the Hello Beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Roberto, and I want to thank you for joining the conversation. We are a space of women empowering women, and each week we dive into authentic and vulnerable stories with our guests because we believe it's important to have these conversations to learn and grow from one another. So subscribe to get your weekly dose of inspiration. Today, I've got Ellen Cool, the founder of the Lady Boss Social Club and head of sales at Boss Babe. She is an absolute wealth of knowledge and she's gonna share her best tips to step into the online world, how to build a community of supportive women. And we dive in deep into the topic of failure. There's just so many good topics covered in this episode. And if you're somebody who wants a change in your life or is at a point where they want to step into the entrepreneurial journey and do something and just go for it, trust me, you're going to want to listen to this episode. It is just so, so good. Let's get to it. So I would love to know, how did you get into this woman's empowerment role? Yeah, so that's such a great question. I feel like I was really nurtured into it by my mother and my grandmother. Um, I have two sisters, and so I've always been surrounded by amazing, empowered women who really lifted me up and supported me the whole way. Um, But when I was in middle and high school, I didn't have a ton of girlfriends. I I mean, I had girlfriends, but I wasn't super close to them. I had maybe one of my best friends um, who, you know, I've known my entire life since I was about four years old. And after I graduated college, I realized I didn't really have a ton of girlfriends anymore. I wasn't really keeping in touch with the people um, that I had known in middle and high school. And so I was very motivated to build really solid female friendships. And so I, um, I realized that it was up to me to do that. And so I started creating events and spaces where female entrepreneurs who were similar to me and had similar interests would be attracted to. And um, from there, I was able to build such amazing friendships that have lasted ever since, you know, so it's been years now that um, I've had this really, really fantastic group of girlfriends. I love how you say it was up to you. You acknowledge that, you know what, I don't really have this, let me create it. And by doing so, you actually created that space for so many other women. Yeah, absolutely. And through the events that I was doing, I was able to see so many other women building these friendships as well. And, um, you know, I see them interacting on Instagram or they'll tell me, oh, yeah, you know, I talked to so-and-so last week. And it's just so cool to see people staying in touch and um, I, I know that it has made such a big impact on my life to have female friendships with people who understand what I'm going through, who are there to lift me up when I need it, and also to cheer me on when I have really big wins. And the thing I like about this too is the power of social media. It's opened so many doors for so many friendships, not even just within your city, but globally. I want to hear a little bit more about the Lady Boss Social Club because it's, it really is an amazing story how you created it Thank and what, you. It, what it stands for. Yeah, so I started Lady Boss Social Club uh, back at the end of November 2017. And it was at a time in my life where 
I had been very, very lonely as an entrepreneur. I had gone from having a corporate career to working from home. Um, as a freelancer, I had a, a bunch of really great clients, but that also meant a bunch of work. <laughs> and so I found myself, you know, kind of holing up in my house with my two cats and just working odd hours and not having a ton of um, social time that would really nourish my soul. So I started to host Lady Boss meetups in my home with a group of girlfriends and I'd invite them to bring their entrepreneurial girlfriends along. And we would have really fun masterminds and just get to network and bounce ideas off of each other. But I realized pretty quickly that we were all in work mode, like 24-7. And so I realized I wanted to have a space where we could come as we are and have fun and, you know, play. But also I knew that it would nurture our careers as well. You know, eventually um, when you put a group of entrepreneurial women in a room, the conversation is going to lead to business. And so I started doing clothes swaps out of my home with my girlfriends and we had so much fun and at the end of every event we would have like a full carload of clothing and supplies that we were then able to donate to our local women's shelter so it really you know got on my heart um, that I wanted to make this bigger and we had a lot of people who saw what we were doing and they said you know please invite me to the next one so I decided to go public with it and that's when I built the brand for Lady Boss Social Club and started hosting these clothing swaps in my community and uh, it was so much fun we would have this huge clothing swap and on top of generating over two car loads full of clothing which we then donated to the local women's shelter, we also raised money to purchase period supplies uh, that um, we also donated to the local women's shelter. So it was a really cool way to have fun, give back to the local community, and also raise awareness about this problem in our community that a lot of people had no idea existed. And ultimately, with women's shelters, any of the women who are going there that might need the support or need the supplies, I can pretty much guarantee you that when they started their lives, they didn't think that they'd be at that point. And you never know what could happen with your life. So I think it's so important to be of service and give back. And I honor you for for highlighting that important issue. Thank you. And the power of like even clothes. I will say like there is a power of like when you put something on, when you put on a suit or put on something that you feel good in, it can really give you that oomph. So for you guys to go and to give back, it's just, it's beautiful. Thank you. You know, I, I had the pleasure of having conversations with women who, you know, I had no idea that they had these experiences as well, but they would come to me and say like, thank you for what you're doing. I was one of those women who was, you know, had to leave a, a situation of domestic violence, had to leave with nothing but like my purse and the clothes that I had on. And it, it gets me a little choked up as I talk about it, but you know, they would say how much it meant to them when they would receive clothes that were in good condition. And it would really make them feel like a million bucks and give them this kind of new lease on life in a way, because it reminded them that, you know, they were worthy of looking and feeling beautiful. You totally have me choked up too. <laughs> it's, you... <laughs> I can't, I can't, um, you know, think about it really without tearing up because we are just so lucky and we don't realize how 
easy it is to impact somebody. And the impact that you can make. Like honestly, even going through your closet, going through your closet and seeing what you don't need, what you can let go of, what you can donate to. And also when you donate, no, do it with intention that whatever you're going to give away is going to end up in the hands of someone who's really going to appreciate it and, and need it. Like that's actually a really good energetic exchange good karma yeah absolutely before each of my clothing swaps um, I did a clean your closet challenge and so I had this like seven day email challenge where it broke down my own personal process for how I got to clean out my closet and it really was reframing you know why are you doing this and thinking about the people who are going to receive it and it made it so much easier for me to get rid of things that had been sitting in my closet for months, sometimes years. And I was able to think about the women who are going to receive it and give away these things with such, you know, such a, a joyful heart instead of feeling like I was missing out. It was a gift that I was able to give people. And so I think that that's what really helped a lot of the women who attended my event um, to bring clothes that, you know, maybe they still had the tags on, but they knew they weren't wearing it. And they were able to just say, you know what, I don't need this. Somebody else needs it. And we were giving it to a shelter who gave the, the clothing directly to people who needed it most. So they weren't making a dime off of it. And that felt really good too. I would love to do a clean your closet challenge to any of the listeners right now. So if you're listening and you feel inspired, take us both on Instagram and let us know that you're cleaning out your closet and you're doing it for these women out there who need it. Absolutely. And I would say step one um, to that challenge is find a place that you feel so excited to donate to. Find a local women's shelter or somewhere that gives back and it will just make it so much easier for you to give with a joyful heart. Oh, I love it. So you did this incredible online platform. You built this community and you are the head of sales at Boss Babes. So basically you're telling me you're an online sales branding ninja. <laughs> 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 Thank you. You know, I've had so much fun over my career helping build startups and e-commerce brands. And I'm so, so blessed to work at Boss Babe now. They have really shown me what a beautiful way a company can operate. And it's something that I had not seen before. And I'm just so like excited to be part of helping them grow the Boss Babe brand because they're already impacting millions and we have it on our heart to reach the entire world. We know that the message that we have of empowerment is really important for people to hear so that everybody knows, you know, regardless of their gender identity or age or anything else, that they know that they too can make an impact and, you know, that they are enough as they are. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I stand behind that same message. I think it's it's really, really important. So for any woman, because I know I was a little bit like this before. I'm making like inching my way towards being technologically, I don't know if I'd say savvy, but I'm, I'm getting there. This online world can feel very intimidating. But, and I feel like there's a lot of women out there who know that they have it within them to want to make the shift to the, the social or to the online. What would be some tips that you had for somebody who's not yet in that space, who wants to get in there and how to make it so it's less intimidating or overwhelming? That's such a great question because you're right. So often we 
have these really big ideas and we can see the big vision, but we almost like can't scale it back to today. You know, what do we do today to get started? So I always start with the goal. And I think it's super important to get extremely clear on that goal and to be able to visualize that and then backtrack about, you know, what will it take in order to get that to that big goal and then chunk it down into little bits. So for someone, um, for example, who wants to build their brand online, it might be easy to see the big picture of how many people you want to impact or how you want to impact them. Uh, But then to really scale it back to, you know, what are the most important metrics that it's going to take to achieve that? So for example, if you want to you know, help a million people or make a million dollars, what are the metrics that are going to impact that the most? And then how can you make sure that you're always focused on those metrics? Because it's very easy, especially in uh, in business and entrepreneurship, to see all of the things we can be doing or to see what other people are doing. And we can get very distracted with shiny object syndrome and think we have to do all the things. But the people who make the biggest impact are generally the people who are super focused on one thing. And then once they have mastered that, then they add on another layer. And once they've mastered that, they add on another layer. And that's really what we've done at Boss Babe as well. You know, we started with one core product. And once we have perfected that and scaled it up, then we were able to add on another. But a lot of people want to offer all the things and do all the things and um, that's how you can get very distracted and lose sight of the real goal. It's just one step at a time. But if you have your eye focused on that one thing, all the other stuff, it's just like you shed all of that distraction. It, it, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. You know, I, I think showing up every single day with your eye on what that big goal is and making sure that the steps that you're taking that day are going to impact that long-term vision. Um, you know, instead of thinking about all the things that we could do, we want to choose kind of one road that we want to take. And then of course we can take diversions and we can course correct along the way. But as long as we're heading towards that big goal, we know that the effort that we're spending is not wasted. Mm, I love it. So what are some resources that you'd say, some tools that you've used that have really helped with navigating that space? Is there anything specific? Yeah, absolutely. I am a huge personal development junkie. I love to learn how to master my own mind. I think that that's what it really comes down to. And then on top of that, just being very focused on boundaries and how we show up for ourselves. And I'd say the thing that's really helped me the most um, was actually the Boss Babe Society, which I was a founding member of long before I was actually working with Boss Babe. And it's this really amazing community of women who are all, generally speaking, entrepreneurs, or they have really big visions for their own life. And so being a part of that community, using those resources, and then having the kind of mastermind of that community where 
you know, you have an idea and you can bounce it off other people who are going through a similar thing. That has been so valuable to my own progress over the past few years, because prior to that, I, I didn't really have a community of people who understood me. And, you know, I, I could talk to my boyfriend or my mom or my sister, and they're supportive, but they didn't understand what I was going through. So I think finding your people is so key. And this loops around to the beginning of our conversation to the fact that with the internet and with social, it's 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 there. People are out there. There it's so much easier than it may have been, you know, a decade ago to really find your community and your space. Absolutely. I mean, you're really a hashtag away from finding people with similar interests. It's just so easy nowadays. Or a DM away, like don't be shy. So many doors have opened up for me and I, I assume you'd agree, like just sending someone a message, someone, sending someone inspiring that you see or reaching out or following someone that, you know, sort of sparks that light within you. It's like there are people and there are humans behind those accounts and they all just want to connect. Absolutely. My, my sister was the person who really inspired me to make more real um, connections on Instagram because when I originally was using it, I was using it more of as like a publishing platform and I wasn't really utilizing the community aspect. And my sister, on the other hand, was nurturing these amazing relationships relationships with people all over the, over the world. She made friendships that were even deeper than the friendships that she had in real life at the time. And, you know, fast forward to this month, she actually did a road trip and met a few of those people. And they're just like her soul sisters. And it all started through DMs and commenting on each other's posts and just having real authentic conversations. So I, um, I want to go back because you're really into personal development. If you to choose one book that you would recommend that really impacted your life, what would the book be? Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Hands down. Have you read it? Oh my gosh. Okay. I've got to tell you, actually two of my other guests, they said the same book. So listen, everybody. I don't have it yet, but I'm going to. Big Magic right now. This is three times coming in. We need to get and read that book. Yeah. I'll tell you. So I, I originally read the book cover to cover loved it, devoured it quickly. Then I got the audiobook and listened to it the whole way through. And the audiobook is super cool because she says it um, in her own voice. She's the narrator. So you get to hear things in a different tone and it just really solidified all of the messages in there. And um, for anybody who wants to be a creative person in their life or feels like they're not as creative as they wish they could be, this is the book for you. I feel like Elizabeth Gilbert, it's just, it's coming from such a true place of inspiration. It's like you can feel the work that she's doing and putting out there. It's coming from within out as opposed to being influenced from the outside in. Very, very pure inspiration. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, she is such a highly creative person that the the different ways she has learned to tap into her creativity and kind of wrangle her inspiration, those tips are so valuable to anybody who wants to live a creative life. And I think that you know, we're all creative, maybe in different ways, but everybody who is on earth is creative in some way. I completely agree. It's just a matter of tapping into it, right? And giving yourself the space and let it flow and find your own unique creativity. 
So I'm going to ask you, what are your three favorite words and why? Wow, that's such a great question. A couple years ago, I decided to have some guiding words um, that I would use to make my decisions by. And I still use them to this day. They are ease, flow, and joy. And I decided that if something didn't fit into one of those buckets, then I really needed to evaluate why I was doing it. Um, It needed to either be easy, joyful, or feel like I was in flow. And usually it's a combination of those three. So anything that felt difficult or hard or, you know, just a total lack of joy, it made me realize like, okay, well, I really need to figure out why I'm even spending my time on that. Mm, What a beautiful guideline. And it kind of shows like what you said before about having your focus on what your goal is. And if it doesn't align with that, you don't spend the energy thinking about it. So these three words, it's like having that, that as your focus is your goal. And if it's not within that framework, you're just not going to spend the time on it. It really makes it so much easier, it seemed, to flow and bring joy. (laughs) It's so perfect. Absolutely. And, you know, it was really born out of a time in my life where I felt like I was struggling to find joy. Everything felt difficult. There was nothing that felt really easy. But that really turned out to be where I was putting my focus. And I realized when I was putting my focus on the things that were bringing me joy and that felt in flow, uh, it just you know, it led to making better decisions all around in both my personal and professional life. Let's, uh, let's go there. What would you say along this journey and your creative path? What has been your biggest failure? And what have you learned from it? Wow, that is a fantastic question. And I love talking about failure, because we all have them like, constantly. I think that for myself, Personally, my biggest failure was putting too much of my time and effort into my future goals and not enough time and space for my present and just being. And if I could like go back four or five years ago and tap myself on the shoulder, I would say, just enjoy your life and be grateful for all the moments you have. I spent way too much time, you know, spinning my wheels, thinking about all the things that I wanted to accomplish in my life that I wasn't really in gratitude for all of the wonderful gifts that I had in the present. And then professionally, I would say it's very much related. I would say my biggest failure professionally was when I started my own business five years ago, I tried to do everything myself and I tried to do way too many things and it came down to realizing you know later on I realized it was so much ego it was really about me wanting to prove to myself what my own worth was and I've realized now that, you know, we are completely worthy. We were born worthy. There's no point or need to prove it to anyone. And we can feel very whole and complete in this moment without needing to add another achievement or accomplishment to the list. Wow. That is so beautifully put. And I think it's so, so important. It's the importance of right now being in the present, being where you are and 
so many people are thinking like their minds are either stuck in the past and what happened yesterday or thinking about the future like you said what I have to do what do I have to complete what do I have to have for validation but stripping it back and just being grateful for the moment guys this is the key to happiness she just gave it to you right here on on a silver platter gratitude in the moment. You know, we have so many of these moments where we might be thinking about like, what do I have to do next? And that is totally stripping the joy from this moment to be living, as you said, either in the past or the future. So my biggest lesson and what I'm, you know, constantly working on now is just reminding myself to be present and be grateful grateful in this moment. I mean, having these conversations, you know, you and I talked uh, just last week and we got super deep into what was going on for us that day. And uh, as it turned out, we were both going through something like super similar. And I brought up that actually a few of my friends had said that they were going through something very similar. So I think, you know, when we bring these things up in community and in conversations with people, um, whether we know them well or not, like it will spark these moments of connection that really remind us like we are all connected. We are all going through the same things. It is totally okay to be in this human experience. And it's all good. No matter how like overwhelming and anxious you might be about XYZ, it's like at the end of the day, this too shall pass. Yeah, my sister and I have been saying a lot that it's all working out even when it doesn't feel or look like it is. You know, it's easy to look back a couple of years ago and um, with our kind of 2020 hindsight now, we can say, oh, I, I understand why that had to happen the way it did, even though it felt terribly uncomfortable during that time. And so I try to take that into my present and realize that whatever I'm going through, however difficult it may feel, I know it's heading in the right direction. If you could almost zoom out and get a macro perspective of your life. Actually, one of my friends, I remember in university, I was so upset about a guy at the time. And she's like, Sam, she's like, honey, she's like, this is just a pee, a little pee in your soup of life. So don't worry about it. And that stuck with me because I'm like, you're right. This guy is a pee and he doesn't really matter. I've got a whole stock of soup here. 12, 13 years later. And I just, I remember that, that analogy. So um, it's really, really important. And like with the personal development too, it's every single day it's showing up, you know, like it's a matter of every single day doing the work to be your best self. Totally. My boyfriend just started a new job and we've been talking about how much of a role ego plays in um, these big life changes that we have and, you know, these things that come up for us that when we really look at it, it comes down to ego and fear and scarcity mindset. And when you can realize that, it totally shifts your perspective. Um, You know, for example, he starting this new job was really fearful about, and, you know, as we talked, he realized, you know, his fear really came down to being super excited for the opportunity. And so we have that choice between, okay, I can feel anxious and nervous and fearful, or I can realize actually this is coming out of my excitement for all of the possibilities that are ahead. Mm, that's beautiful. Reframing the way you look at it, those feelings. Like, you know, and you have to remind yourself sometimes to be like, oh, I feel that. Is it excitement or is it fear? And if you can almost trick your brain into thinking it's excitement, probably tap into that and then all of a sudden get excited. Yep. 
Absolutely. Brain hack, people. You got to do this. So if you're scared, flip it. <laughs> yep. So we're almost nearing the end of 2019. The roaring 20s, 2020 is around the corner. This is a new decade. What do you want to accomplish within this uh, this coming year? Oh, that's so exciting. I have so much that I want to accomplish before this decade ends. I can't even believe that this decade is ending. Um, but as we move forward into 2020, um, beyond my personal and professional goals, my real goal and what I want to focus probably the rest of my life on is becoming even more active in my community and seeing how I can make a real change at the ground level all the way up. Um, I see a future for myself in politics mm -hmm. and that's super exciting for me. And, um, you know, between now and when I run for president someday, <laughs> <laughs> I, I really want to have an impact on as many people as I can and create uh, the world that I want to see. I think that, you know, now more than ever, we really need to be involved. Like wherever you live in the world, um, you have a voice and you have some form of power and you should use it. That's my, my opinion is use it, use your vote, vote with your dollar, vote with your ballot, vote with your voice. Vote with your attention too. This is a big yeah. one. Your attention, what you give your energy to vote. So true. Guys, you heard it here first. And I don't know how many years this clip right here is going to be all over the place. Vote for Ellen. <laughs> uh, I, I, power. I mean, hey, anybody can do it now. So. Uh, so so if anybody wants to reach out or find you, where can they where can they do that? Thank you so much, first of all, for having me. This has just been such a joyful experience for me. And I'm so, so thrilled to have had this time to connect with you. Um, I would love to invite your listeners to connect with me on Instagram. You can find me at Ellen Cool. It's spelled E-L-L-E-N-C-O-U-L-E. -L -L -E. And I am always a DM away. Don't be shy. Reach out. I love to chat. There you have it. What did you think? Ellen's contact's going to be in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to her, go ahead. Guys, the power of social media, it has never been so easy to connect with people on a global scale. And all it takes is you making the first move, you sending that DM, you reaching out, you following that account. If you're finding that you're not getting the support within the community that you're currently in, the online world has opened up so many doors for both Ellen and I. And I really do hope that this episode inspired you to reach out and, and do the same for yourself. We release weekly episodes. So remember to subscribe right now so that you don't miss a beat because next week we have another incredible and inspiring guest who's going to dive in deep to mindfulness meditation and you're going to learn a breathwork technique that honest to God has the power and the ability to change your life. So until then, keep being you, be beautiful. Be beautiful.